What's up, everybody? Another episode of The Strike Cut coming to you from West End Cigars Inside the Members Lounge. I am Aaron. And this is Mark. I'm Josh. This is Kevin. What is up, everybody? If it sounds like Kevin is on a phone, it's because he literally is. Kevin's uh, on a phone. Again, technology is uh, kicking my ass. I'm not to air laundry, but Squadcast, um, they're kind of disappointing me lately. So I might have to... Uh, Look at other avenues. Mm. <laughs> so, Squadcast, get your fucking shit together because you're killing me. Killing me. I Smalls. will say, I mean, Ash Ash started with, with Squadcast and she moved away from it. And so, I, you know what? What'd she move to? I, I don't know. I need to, I need to re- ask her. See if if she we only something. knew Ash. I know. I know. If only we had a direct line of communication. <laughs> and if only person. somebody was in her exact same city. <laughs> right. It feels like we have like... Yeah, multiple avenues. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But, uh, oh, well, I mean, it is what it is. And the internet back here, we still haven't got that situated. She probably, for advice, requires a gift of an aura. Uh, it's just... Uh, a gift of a what? Oro. An aura. Oh, yeah. She gets gifted more oros than I've seen personally in my own life. So... Well, True. if you were a cute blonde chick, it <laughs> might be different. I mean, God. I've only seen one oro in life, and she's been given two it's just. Well, I thought it was three. Yeah, oh, man, hell! You know what? It might be three. Who knows? Yeah. <sighs> All right. Yeah, I've, I've seen her smoking multiple of the. What are the other not so high and high end like that? One hundred fifty dollars thing. The Royale. The Royale. Yeah. Yeah. The, the Royale. Yeah. Oh yeah. She's been smoking them like candy. Oh my god. <laughs> Dropping dimes. Uh, I'm telling you. Uh, you know. You know what? And Josh, you and I, we agree on that. Mm-hmm. The Royale was good, but I would much rather spend, mm-hmm. I would much rather buy like three chefs yeah. than, than one Royale. So here's the thing about the Royale. Everybody gets drawn to the Solomon, and I've smoked the Solomon and the Robusto Extra or whatever it is. Mm-hmm. The Robusto Extra is much better than the Solomon, and it's like $20 less. Yeah. Huh. Uh, but even at that price, I would rather buy an Escurio, a Late Hour, a Nicaragua, and a Yamasa. Yeah. And still be under eighty bucks. Yeah, get the whole gambit for then buy one Royale do a, or Busto do a, Extra. Do a tour of Davidoff for a bill. Right. Exactly. Yeah, that's not bad. And I mean four, really you can get four like, tigers. Yeah, four tigers. Oh, exactly. Man. So I did a little uh humidor re- reorganizing this weekend and I've got three tigers. See, I don't know how many's in my head. Thirteen crooks. Yes. I had a crux this weekend too. It was, a, it was a good weekend. You could so, get, geez. hold on here. 13 crook, crook of the Crunch. You could get like 30 Sunday gravies. Good. I still haven't had one see. of those. Uh, what, 60 quorums? I mean, is that, what, what's well, a, a whole uh, case of black and mild? I you mean. could, right. <laughs> but my point about um, is, yes, that's <laughs> also true. Crook of the Crown, on the other hand, mm. yeah. I think it's just as good as cigar. Yep. But we're not smoking any of those tonight. We're smoking we something else. We are smoking uh, July's yeah. Platinum LCC box that came stock full of cigars. This is a lot of cigars, lot of in, cigars. in this bag. Um, yeah. Kevin, why don't you start us off on what you are smoking? Oh, boy. Yeah, I'm going to have a hard time with this. So I'm smoking the Room 101 Cherubs LCC exclusive. Specifically, uh, it has a very underdressed Chris uh, on it with a uh, holding on a Uzi with wings. 
because it, it comes in um, to a, a set of Chris and Ben, who Mark will tell you about it later. But this is a medium plus cigar that has a Nicaragua binder, Indonesian, no, I'm sorry, Nicaragua wrapper, Indonesian binder, and Nicaragua filler. Comes in a total size 6x50. And not sure if the MSRP is per stick or for a set. I, I was one, I was wondering that too because it says twenty five thirty eight, but I I don't know that's if that's for the specific. for the pair or for, for the single. pair. Yeah, I think it is. Yeah, okay. there's got to be some significance to that number though. Yeah, twenty five thirty eight. Yeah, that's a very specific number. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. it, it is a weird number. I don't know. Are they yeah. like religious dudes or something? Yeah. Like, <laughs> is it a verse or somewhere? Ch- like Ch- cherub twenty five thirty eight. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> but then again, if you look next to it, uh, which nobody's smoking uh, on this episode, but there's a placenta. Yeah, for 982. Yeah. That's yeah. a fair point. Uh, I'm smoking the Warped Eagle Descent. No. no. I'm smoking the, the so uh, Kevin's smoking the, the Chris, and I'm smoking the Ben. Mm. And supposedly the only difference is the blend, so meaning the the... The different the quantity of the of the filler and stuff. Yeah. Yep. So I, I here's what here's something I'm just learning. I didn't realize that that was Ben. I I, uh, I knew it was Chris, but I didn't realize it was Ben. So I want to I want to sharpshoot your comment just a little bit though because I had a conversation about somebody saying exactly that <laughs> earlier. We had an LFD event this week, and somebody said during the LFD event, well, the only difference between that cigar and that cigar is the blend. <laughs> and I said, so the entire freaking cigar. So the entire thing. The whole thing. No. That's the only difference. The, the wrapper, or the, uh, the it's uh, like That's like looking same. at a Mustang and an F-150 and well, going, the only difference is the car. Well, no, I mean, <laughs> the, the, the rear view mirror is the same, dude. Yeah. So, um, the only difference is the uh, is the blend. I'm See, with that. <laughs> if you See, can't, ex- tell you can't understand. If you can't understand what I'm laying down. It's the only that difference I, that I, I feel sorry for. Let, you. Let's. Uh, how, how about this? Let, I'll I'll, re- I'll read off what's on the thing, just so because I feel like we're the same confused. cigar, but we're, they use different tobacco. I feel like we're confusing a lot of people. So per the sheet, it says it says both cigars have the same tobacco, however they come with different portions of filler leaves. So. Take that the, however you may. They each have their their own blend. Yes. So it's the same tobacco, different blending. Okay. So, I so that's accept, what it says I in the card. I accept your premise. <laughs> okay. I accept your premise. The conversation that I had yeah. was in relation to Lanox and Lavalcata. Yeah. Oh, those are two, two totally different and, and I agree. Discuss. So when you said that. I'm not that, even gotta, sure they have the same like wrapper binder filler. Oh, they don't. They definitely don't. They're just right. rolled similarly. Right. They're both scars. Yes. <laughs> right. <laughs> Those aren't the same at all. They don't even come in the same box. No, and, I, and I agree, but they were like, the um, only difference is the blend. And yeah, I'm like, right. so the entire fucking cigar. Yeah, yeah. Right. They're cool. exactly the same, except for completely different. Yeah. Every aspect of them is different, but they're the same cigar. I just want to apologize to everybody out there for wasting two minutes. <laughs> oh. I've wasted way more than two fucking minutes. Yeah, it's accurate. <laughs> Oh, and 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 with Kevin being eight bit, it just oh, it just makes my day so much it's better. So rough. I'm so like, okay. Let's talk about what you're smoking. I'll get to me, and then we'll get into the meat of what I want to talk about. Okay. All right. All right. Fine. All right. So I am I am smoking potatoes. the uh, potatoes. Yes. 
Yes. That's what Kevin looks like on the screen right now. Just a bag full of potatoes. I'm not, I'm not sure you can oh, say man. that, but okay. Uh, I'm smoking the Peter James <laughs> Les, uh, Los Estoni, Esto, what the hell? I'm going Aaron mode on this one. Yes. Estoico? Habano, I guess. You know what? In a couple weeks, we'll actually ask him ourselves. You okay, cool. <laughs> cool. Yeah, let me let me hear it, Kev. You want a lifeline? Yeah, I'm going to dial my one lifeline. I've never used it before. <laughs> Los Estoico. I got close. Yeah, not bad. I got close. I would have uh, called yeah. Aaron for my yeah. lifeline because it would have been fucking <laughs> much more here. entertaining. Uh, <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Uh, yeah, so the Ecuadorian rapper, Indonesian, and Mexican binder, and Nicaraguan, and undisclosed filler. Oh, is that what that is? Okay. I was wondering what UNDIS was. I was like, what country is UNDIS? It's the United States of uh, America. <laughs> I'm Communist. telling you, Communist. I was sitting here wondering, really? like, I don't know what country that is. I'm going to have to bullshit my way through that. <laughs> but then when you said undisclosed, I was like, oh, right. And you didn't even have to use a lifeline. Right. <laughs> I outed myself right there. This right. became a game show real quick. <laughs> no. It's the United States of America, dude. <laughs> no, so, Illinois. Yeah, that's what it is. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> the Illinois debate. So, so I understand... That this is what like Peter James' first real cigar release, or uh, uh, yeah, I believe so. I mean, <clears throat> he he's definitely known for uh, the cases. I love the case. I have the case. You you have I the have, case. Well, you're looking yeah. at it. Yeah. Um. And then he's got into uh, incense. I know was at PCA this year, and I believe candles. Okay. It's kind of and he does he does a leather couch as well on his website. If you've never seen that, it looks amazing. I bet that's a freaking expensive couch. It's. Uh, I bet it's comfortable. Let's just say with that. I bet. And then, I, yeah, he's he's branching out into it? cigars. No, no, but if I if as as beautiful like the the Italian leather the cases are, I can only imagine him like laying my whole body onto one of his couches mm. would be. So and we're getting sensual with that. Alrighty then. Hey, uh, yeah, he's a pretty awesome guy. Yeah, met him at PCA. Yeah. Cool. I can dig it. I, I saw a Peter James case in the wild a few weeks ago. Really? Uh, for work, occasionally I go into uh, dispensaries because they do a lot of tracking, traceability, marking stuff without getting too much into what I do for a living. Uh, and there was a freaking Peter James case in yeah. this in this dispensary. And I was like, you guys sell cigars here? And the lady was like, the owner was like, no, it's it's a it's for cannabis. And she opened it up and it's oh, like a totally different they thing. Do. It's got like these little yeah. boxes in he, it. He, make, he makes flower cases. For, yeah. Yeah. I've, I've, I've seen that. And as it well. looks exactly like this yeah, on the outside. It has a little, like a, instead of the four thing or instead of like the cutter area on the one side, it's four little cubes. Yeah. Areas. Yep. I saw that. And I was like, hmm, okay, cool. Yeah. So. I guess if you're a highfalutin cannabis user, then... Uh, I know. I, need, I might need to get a Peter James case. <laughs> <laughs> oh, what am I smoking? Oh, Lord. Uh, I am smoking the Illusione Original Documents 88 Robusto. So, you chose that because that was easy to say. Easiest one to say, but, you know, I'll still find a way to mess it up. Uh, mine's a 552 Nicaraguan Puro. So, plain and simple, just like me. Mm. So today, as you can tell, it's uh, I'm I've been on a mood uh, between all the technology shit it's to not deal in a with. Mood, he's on a mood. We had to deal with this stuff, and we had uh, Rocky and Charlie and Norm a few weeks ago having issues with the booth. This is not the booth; the uh, soundboard having issues again. But also, I just felt like I was gonna 
today was going to be a, a show where I'm going to just bitch about stuff mm. because there's some stuff happening in the industry that I think is comically funny, but also like kind of pathetic at the same time. <laughs> Almost like the headlines are written in joke form. Yeah, it's a, that's a good way to put it. Like a, a, lot of, a lot of, yeah, a lot of the headlines have been onion-esque. Yeah but they're actually real. They're real. So I, I mm. sent everybody off yep. like a, a, a text earlier in the week, like, hey, let's talk about this. It'd be whatever. But then something else happened. So I, I honestly do not remember the first thing I wanted to talk about. Um, I reminded you of it earlier. <laughs> it was the Opus and the CAOX Thank thing. You. Yeah. Yes. So Fuente is suing General. Yes. Um, CAO is part of General's brand because they are... I'm not afraid, but uh, they want to cease and desist on the new CAO. I think it's like the MX3 or something like that. Right, BX3. it's their extension of the Amazon Basin and the Anaconda. Yeah. Um, so it's something X something. I, f- I forget yep. what it yeah. is. There's a big X um, on the box. There's a big X on the box, but they're saying that the X on the CAO can be misinterpreted and confused by for the Opus X line. And I'm sitting here thinking... Like, are you afraid of the CIO? No. Because no. no, but like, if some, if here's my thing, I, I, I want to say things that I'm not going to say on the show, but like, if you misconstrue a CAO for, I don't know what the price is, 1250 for an Opus, that's 25 plus. Yeah. There's other issues involved, right. but like, I've never heard of somebody putting a cease and desist and sure. filing a suit against another cigar company other than like what Pravada has done with the Cinnabon and yeah. whatever. But that's, Cookie Monster. that's a, that's another entity going after a cigar entity, not a, uh, you know, a cigar on cigar on cigar crime pretty right. much. Like that's the first I've heard of that. So the reason they do that is cause you are obligated with a, <clears throat> with those sort of uh, copyright, situations yeah. to protect your brand. Mm-hmm. So you'll remember Pat Riley um, had um, after the Lakers won three NBA championships in a row. Yeah. Uh, he pat or he copyrighted three repeats, which yeah. is um, idiotic. But that aside when, and then somebody did three Pete and he had to sue them because you have to protect it to maintain it. Cause if you don't, you lose it. Um, I would, would suspect it's somewhat like that. See, here, but here's my thing: three Pete is a made-up word. The letter X can be misconstrued for Z. Well, except um, for it's the but primary. Like, that's it. It's the primary. You just described it as the primary factor on the box, right? So it, it is. <clears throat> it's yeah, a stupid it lawsuit. I'm not going to argue with you. It's definitely frivolous. But, um, but this is going to be a really lame conversation if somebody doesn't push back on you. Um, it's a. It's a. Um, <laughs> And, and remember, so um, <clears throat> corporations like Fuente have lawyers. Yes. And I would assume the Fuente lawyers are are highly paid well. Right. Lawyers. They are highly probably paid. highly paid well. They are probably highly paid well. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> A lot. and um, Often. And often. <laughs> And there's probably several of them. That was not actually, I was not commenting on their pay is to comment on the number of them. Yes. They have, they have a good retainer of lawyers. Right. And so the fact is they probably have a couple whose job it is to enforce their copyrights. 
And so um, it's their job to watch out for things like this and to file lawsuits like this. It's probably a nuisance suit just to, if nothing else, get them to change the packaging in the future and um, to just let everybody on sort of in the industry know, we don't want you to put big X's on your packages because uh, the X is ours. Just think about it before you do it. So is, is their big X copyrighted? Uh, my guess is Opus X is copyrighted. Pro- probably, yeah, I would imagine so. I, I am of the opinion in this whole thing that if you have watched social media since this became public, mm-hmm. uh, freaking CAO and Fuente are all over everything yeah. between this new CAO release and Opus Marketing. X. And so from my standpoint, I'm sitting here going... It's actually kind of a smart corporate gambit. Even or are you put on the foil hat? Yeah. Oh, uh, okay. Even, well, okay. not necessarily that they're in cahoots with each other. Right. But so Fuente's name, right? marketing department goes, hmm, big X on a package. Good opportunity for us to get a lot of publicity. Right. Whether it's positive or negative for a company like Fuente yeah. in this regard, because it's a relatively irrelevant thing for the average right. consumer, yeah. it's not going to hurt them. They're not going to go, oh my gosh, I can't believe Fuente's suing CAO over something stupid. I'm never buying Opus X again. Yeah, Like, that's not a thing. Yeah. Okay, and so all publicity is good publicity. All marketing is relatively good marketing. Right. Yeah. Um, obviously... I and I, I agree I with that too. To a, to a certain line. Yeah. Yeah. To a, to a certain line. <laughs> right. Yeah. yeah. Right. You don't want to get, you know, you want to touch, touch the third rail too much, but this is know, nowhere near the third no, rail. No, no. But CAO, CAO is, I love CAO cigars. I've, that was one of my first true cigars that I got into the, uh, the, I don't know what they're called. The flag series or the nation series or the Italia, the Brasilia, the Columbia, all that kind of stuff. The, I mean, I've, I've even said it numerous times before the, um, the Sopranos is one of my favorites that, aren't around anymore. Yeah. And sure. then they made the MX three. That was kind of like the Sopranos. Well, they did the consigliere and yeah. Yeah. That one and all that kind of stuff. But like it, it's, it, it made me wonder. So I went on kind of like a scavenger hunt earlier in the week of trying to find other cigar, like labels or bands that look like other cigar labels and bands. Mm. And the only one that I could really come up with, with was with like uh, LFD and DBL. Like those were the only two that really stood out mm. kind of the same. If you're looking at it from, I'm saying from like a five foot distance, you know, in a humidor, you know, you're not right up on it, but if you're just walking the humidor and you know, where our, hell, sure. we, have, we have DBL and Conway. If you switch that with LFD, we had DBL and Conway. Well, we had, but if you switch that with LFD and if you just glanced at it, you would assume, okay, that's still DBL because the, the lettering, the way they did it was mm-hmm. very similar because the guy who had DBL came from LFD and there's a whole fiasco and story with that, but we're not going to get into that. But this was the only ones I really saw that was of good cigars. Now there's other ones that have definitely copied. There was another one that actually Doug showed me. It was like, I, I don't even know the name. It was like Jose Oscar Cigars and their banded, their banded, their band looked exactly like the Rocket Patel Edge cigar. Mm. So this is like, that's, I, I, but one is like whoever made the, the first cigar, which I didn't even know the name. So I just made up a name. It didn't look anything like, I mean, it looked just like it, but I've never heard of that company before, mm-hmm. but I've never heard of like two other companies that are widely known in the industry that 
looks similar. And it, honestly, well, and it, like it, the 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 new MX three or whatever it is, the CAO. I don't know what it is. Yeah. I can't remember off the top of my head. But like the packaging looks nothing like it. It looks X. nothing like it's it. It's not even close. No, it's not even close. It's it's very it's hard edges. It's neon colors and yeah. black. Opus is very, yeah. it's filigree, it's gold, yeah. it's ornate, it's the exact opposite of CAO where it's hard and brash and sharp corners. Mm-hmm. So it's like, I, and honestly, I didn't even see an X per se. I saw more like a sunburst kind of thing because that's kind of the colors it, it was coming off of. It was, it was like uh, an orange and yellow. The picture like I saw red. was a hard, like, aerial style X. If, if anything, I would say like that looked more like Xbox. Then it does kind of look then, like Xbox. Then, yeah. then Opus, it does. You know, yeah. I mean, so Microsoft, mm-hmm. maybe you need to go after. It looks like if Tony Hawk was going to blend <laughs> yeah. a cigar. Yeah. Like X games. Yeah. This is a, this is the millennial Xbox ones, but yeah. yeah. So that was that. But then mm. I, I, I was like nine at night. I was looking through oh, Instagram boy. and I see cigar aficionado post a picture with a little subcategory reading thing. I was reading it and it really, I don't want to say it shocked me because nothing honestly shocks me anymore, but I was taken aback by just what I was reading. So then I went to half wheel because Charlie does a good job Mm -hmm. on these articles, but I believe it was Brian who wrote the article on that. I don't remember. So you have to check me on that, but I went to half wheel because they do a great write ups on stuff and Mm -hmm. I read his. So LFD their new Andalusian bull is going to be an NFT only, mm-hmm. which is uh, NFT is what non non fungible token, non fungible token. To me, NFT means um, laundering money. That's what NFT for, mm-hmm. <laughs> for me is. So this one is they're making seven mm-hmm. gold ingot boxes where the bid starts at 20 grand. Mm-hmm. And then you have the option to buying up to 70 cigars a Are month. You- I thought it was a year. I think it was a month. Is it a month? It's a month. Dang. So even if you just... How many? 70. 70. Yeah. So even if you... So if you win the bid with just You're a straight right. 20 grand, yeah. with just a straight 20, 20 grand, it ends up being like $238 a cigar. You had the great joke that I had the exact same time is... The, how are they going to get those out? Because they can't even get the regular LFDs out. Yeah. I'll find a way to give it Here's out. the thing. If you purchase the NFT, that only gives you access to buy the 70 cigars. Yes. So the, if you win it for a flat 20 grand, that flat 20 grand is just You your, haven't even bought the cigars yet. It's just your your cover charge. It's your token into the door. Right. So That's yes. all it is. So it's, it's 70 grand times 238. It's what? 1700 bucks? What's well, 20 grand? 20, 20? No, I'm talking every month. 1700 bucks? So you have to, I don't know what the actual cigars yeah, cost. Yeah, they don't have a, they don't have oh. a, yeah. I don't know what the, I, I, they haven't actually auctioned off the NFTs yet. So regardless. August, well, August 22nd, I think is when it goes to auction, August 12th, something like that. It's, yeah. it's, it's coming up shortly. Yeah. And then you have the right to sell the NFT as well. And then if you do so, that, you lose the option to buy the cigars. Yeah, the, the article doesn't say how much the actual cigars But the cost. new person has it. Yes. You sell the NFT. You're selling the right to so buy they, the cigars. Ultimately, it's the, the 50 count gold bullion humidor that is the NFT. So, here, so for so, the record, just because I realize this is, this is the outrage show, this is what Padrone does 
and has done for 20 plus years with their fancy painted humidor mm-hmm. and access to limited edition cigars, which we had, and we, they still probably do, in Springfield at Cigars for Aficionados. We have them in Conway. <clears throat> you have a painted, a, forget gold bouillon, but it's a painted, it's a fucking... It's like $2,000 for the humidor. Yeah. <clears throat> it is a beautiful humidor. Yeah. So $2,000, $20,000, whatever the price is. I mean, yeah. it's... 2020, and, and when we bought the humidor in, in Springfield, it was like <clears throat> we were chiseling shit out of stone. And there's more than one now, for the record, because the one you're talking about is the 50th anniversary. There yeah. is the 40th anniversary mm-hmm. now as well, and it's the same system. You have to have the humidor to get the refills. And you can sell the humidor, and then you yeah. have the ability to get the refills. Yes. So this is not unique. Well, at least that's... Yeah. Well, I mean, at least that, for what Padron's doing, it's there's a physical item, you know, you're able to kind of display sure. it. Yeah. Like for the LSD, the, the, the token, the NFT token, I don't know. You there is a, there is a physical, you get a 50 count yeah. gold bullion humidor that's crusted with freaking diamond and sapphire. But, but here's the thing. How many, how many of those Padron cigar uh-huh. humidors do you think there are? We have one here. We have one in Conway. Aficionados have you one. have one here? Yeah, we have one here. Um, I don't know if there's one here in Little yeah, Rock. No, it, it's here. There was, okay. of the original one, we were told that there was 50. Yes. But, there's but, a number on the box yeah, of how many the there box. have been made. But it's let's a assume couple there's thousand. 500 or a couple well, thousand. It's a couple thousand. It's right. a four-figure it number. $2,000, but that's fine. They've been doing it for years. It doesn't really matter if there's 50,000 or 20. Mm-hmm. It's the the premise has been done, right? So we can't act like this is. But but there's more than it seven. It, Seven. Seven. It doesn't matter if there's one. Mm. The concept is not unique. I'm arguing with you just to argue with you. There's. I'm, I'm not a Bull fan. It, ma- it, so ma- the- it makes me not want to smoke LFD anymore. That's what it makes me do. Why okay. Now, why does it make why? you not because, want to smoke LFD anymore? Because they always complain about people marking up the price of the LFD Bull because they are hard to get. I agree with that. Mm. Because they are slow to get out. What do you think this is going to fucking do? We here, we... Whenever well, we get bulls in, we sell them at MSRP. If they're sixteen fifty, we sell them at sure. sixteen fifty. With this, whatever the fuck they're doing now, it's going to go to the secondary market where now it's going to be like four hundred dollars a fucking stick. Sure, assuming it's not already no, and it's a specialty yeah. golden bull. It's but, not the but, standard. But yeah. they're they're talking well, out of both the, sides of the mouth. They, they can't have a specialty bull that's coming out like a Maduro bull thing, right? But, well, they sold it to Jack Schwartz. Yeah, it's like a. Toro bull. Right. Yeah. Well, I'm not so, talking about that. Yeah. I'm talking so, about the regular Salmon yeah, the regular, bull. The regular yeah. Salmon bull. But the, this is, you know, no, we hate the people market up and create a rare market for our cigars. Yeah, but that's what they're doing. They're talking out of both sides of their mouth. I don't think they're talking out of both sides of their mouth. I think they, they're, 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 um, I'm not calling them disingenuous with their complaints about people marking up their cigars. It's, it's comically funny because it's just I'm like calling them disingenuous with their mm. complaints about yeah, the price. It's just it, people marking up their cigars. Yeah. But it's just, dude, it's funny in a, like, really like you just, it, it kind of feels a little bit of a slap in the face to your, your consumers a little bit, not, not to the consumers, but to the, to the people who sell your product. Well, my, my question is, like, what necessarily is their angle? Like, obviously, Padron, for example, like, they're one of 
two or three highly elite cigar manufacturers that produce yep. a stellar product without yep. question and without fail. Yep. Like, and as an organization, yep. that's their way of regulating this a, a highly a highly elite cigar manufacturer regulates a super limited product via this medium. Yeah, I understand that. Fine. LFD is, and I love LFD, but LFD is like just barely above a boutique company. Yeah, but a pretty high quality company. It is uh, a high quality. I mean, the Lito yeah. Gomez stuff is banging. I mean, and that stuff's pretty limited edition. Yeah, once every four or five years. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Six seven. Um, so, uh, uh, but, uh, and so, so I understand Aaron's outrage. Um, Outra- outrage is a bit much. Outrage is a bit much. I don't get outraged. Is enrage. Well, my, my question Uh-oh. though is like, what is their angle? Like I understand Padron's angle on doing the 50th expensive. anniversary. I yeah. bet you they're expensive. And I'm sure they are, but like, if you can only, <clears throat> well, first in, of in, all, NFTs are the hot thing right now. Let's do sure. the math. I mean, NFT creating buzz drives, uh, See previous story yeah. drives news cycles about their bull. Yes, uh, it's 140k. Which listen, I'm not. I'm not minimum. Gonna, right, minimum. I'm not going to piss on. Um, and it, it's likely to be 140k. Well, you figure that if the auction starts at 20, it's going to go there. They'll each go for at least 25, maybe 30. It'll be interesting to see what that's going to do. Is my thing is it takes a I'll lot take that money. It takes, it takes a lot of your brick and mortar shops out of the equation. Right. Dude, this is yeah. point. CI, has that. Yeah. CI is going to, yeah. is going to win a bid. Uh, sure. Famous smoke shop is going to win a bid. Sure. Um, I mean, Corona. I, I see so, where yeah. your, I see where your angle is at though, in that they're producing 70 of these cigars a month times, Seven individual <laughs> NFTs. I'm sorry, I got to do the math. Four, 490. Yeah, 490. Thank you. I'm sorry. I, I was wondering which zero I had to do. So 490 cigars a month. Taking off the shoes, counting on the toes. Exactly. I'm sorry. I'm not good at math while I'm talking. Uh, but you look at it, 490 yeah, cigars that are here. using the same wrapper as the standard bull. That's 490 that don't get to the general consumer. Yeah. Uh, so I, I get where you're coming from with yeah. that because we just had a massive LFD event in Conway and we got three boxes of bulls yeah. for a huge event with the VP of sales there and all that stuff. So like hyper, hyper limited. And, and now we're going to produce 500 more of these a month. And we're a really good shop. And we can't get 30. In Arkansas that sells a lot of LFD. Yeah. And we won't even be able to scratch the surface of that unless Brandon wants to bid on that. It's his shop. He can do whatever he wants. But starting bid at twenty grand for one cigar so, just for the option to buy is is a bit much. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I guess this is the part where we need to probably discuss the economics of cigar shops and the strata of cigar shops. So, this is a Brandon has a really nice cigar shop. He has two super nice cigar shops, of which I love both of them. But there are another strata of cigar shops where people like me don't go. Yeah. And that this sort of thing is pointed at them. And it's, to be honest with you, it's not the CI cigar shop. It's the, it's the Davidoff lounge up in Chicago. It's the, the super high end, uh, uh, lounge that, uh, um, that Ash works at this, these seven are targeted at where, what we refer to in top war whales go to yeah. where people who are really affluent go to, 
Um, and, and, um, your 1836. Well, not maybe, maybe the 1836. I'm not sure that that's even a high enough shop, but that's conceptually what I'm talking about. Yep. Josh. It is the most exclusive location in the state. So that's kind of why I look at it. Without question, the most exclusive location (laughs) in this way of Arkansas, but like in Austin, Texas, um, where they have the exclusive ones or the Dallas, Texas or the New York city, Vegas, Sanford, Vegas, Casa Fuente, or I guess anyone, I don't know. I would even go higher than Casa Fuente where people who, where you're wearing a suit and tie where super rich businessmen go, but that's Hopes. where this is. Now, it makes great news. And the secondary part of this is where they're talking about selling it. Mm-hmm. This is free press for the bull. And so the, it's the secondary part of this. But um, this isn't intended for Brandon to buy. Brandon, could, I wouldn't imagine, could make this work financially. I, I don't know if I'm not telling Brandon what to do. I would never do that. Um, well, for a Brandon lot of these. Brandon is laughing right now if you listen. Sure. For a lot of these big, big places, big cigar shops, the places that like Mark is talking about, they're looking at it from an ROI standpoint, right? Like they're not going to sell the Mm -hmm. cigars at the cost that they get the cigars for. They're going to sell them at at the cost that's going to offset whatever that initial investment was in the shortest amount of time possible while it's still being feasible. So if they buy the humidor for 40 grand and the cigars come into them at, I don't know, let's say 110 to order 70 let's so let's assume that 30 dollars a stick for a second and so they're they, more than that but. i bet you they're more than that but let's just say or 50 dollars a stick okay, i bet sure. you they sell them at a hundred and a quarter a stick to recoup that 20k in several months are you doing the math in your head again yes sorry <laughs> um um or maybe even 150 think about the fact that how limited edition these cigars are and when you have uh, this is the joke about casa fuente this but this happens here i know you're going to have people walk in that front door, a CEO from Citigroup. You're going to have a CEO. You're going to have some punk kid. If they do it at that level, it would take seven and a half months to recoup the cost of the humidor, to recoup the cost of purchasing the NFT. Right. Seven so and a half months. You're going to have some punk rich kid walk in and say, sell me your your coolest, most expensive cigar. That's not even the most expensive cigar. Oh, no. but it's and we cool. go through boxes of the Oro Solomon at 100 bucks a stick. I mean, we've right. gone through, I don't know, freaking a so, dozen or more. So there's two two reasons they did this. And I, I don't mean to like, yeah. calmly pick it apart. First of all, they've created a buzz. Now, we've talked about this for 10 minutes. And I bet you we're one of 50 podcasts they have. Charlie and group posted on there. Mm-hmm. Um, and um, the fact is, it's probably not much better than what I consider a fi- highly average bull, which Greg Morgan's beating me with a stick because I know people love this cigar. Individual taste. <laughs> yeah, I know people love this cigar. I'd like other LFDs. That's fine. Yeah. And that doesn't make people's taste. I'm going to keep hitting the fucking and mic, it, but it doesn't matter. You, and you Ad- keep pushing it away. Yeah. Like further away, further okay. away each time. Too. Admittedly. Okay. You can just pull it closer to you. Okay. Oh, you're bitchy tonight. Yeah. Um, and so, uh, and admittedly, a shop like there's ours. The, there's the show name. Aaron is. is bitchy tonight. Aaron is bitchy tonight. Um, he showed up bitchy. But the, uh, but, and so great, people with great cigar taste, of which I do not have, can differ on what their favorite cigar is. Mm. And that's completely reasonable because we all have different palates, just like we have different favorite foods. Um, cheese trays. And so... Um, Fuck you. <laughs> yeah. but, uh, but, uh, but that aside... Um, you want to talk whiz. about some rich kid with a Lamborghini in the parking lot coming in? Give me, give me your most exclusive cigar. 
charge them five hundred dollars. You can recover this in a month. Sure. I mean the the, I, the, the economics of this. I mean, if, if, if that assumes that LFD doesn't charge them one hundred and fifty dollars a stick. And so what's interesting is that I I I'm having that initial thought of seventy cigars a month. Mm-hmm. Okay. A shop like ours is not going to turn 70 of those cigars a month, even if we split it between both locations. Maybe the first month. Maybe the first month, okay, but it's not going to happen. And so after that, it's the fact that you have the ability to buy up to 70 cigars a month. So we could keep it refilled, but the ROI slows way down for a shop like us because for that math that I work, seven and a half months for you to be able to get ROI, you have to turn... 70, 70 cigars a month to get that number yeah, and every month our location can't do that but there are definitely Poof. seven locations in the country that can what's the davidoff lounge in in because you 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 went there i've been to several the one up in chicago that's out in the suburb what's the what's the oh that's casa de monte cristo casa de that's the one with the underground members lounge right i mean you talk about a shop like a that shop like that, that. it would crush yeah. 70 in a month like in the first week and they have a cigar vault that's got like Plus all they of put this, some down. All of the Lido Gomez back to like Gen three. They've got flat, uh, excuse me, factory presses back to like Gen two, like the old flower band factory press. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Purple rain, freaking Opus X out the wazoo, like all that stuff. And they they pointedly ration it so that they can Rigid. rotate that stuff onto the shelf. Oh, fuck. See, those are the kind uh, of places. But having said that, it's literally a vault, though. Let me so let me go back to my original point because I love LFD. I think LFD is one of the cool companies out there. They do some fantastic cigars. Mm-hmm. Um, their outrage about people marking up their cigars is completely fake. It just is. My my thing is it's completely is that, fake. That's mm-hmm. what it says is we hate the fact that our cigars are in demand because that is the cigar market. People. When they do it, I've heard it. You and I sat between somebody doing it one night, and I, if you didn't tell, I rolled my eyes. Because, like, that's saying, well, I hate that our cigars are so popular that people, there's, like, a, a second secondary market write-up. I mean, that's like saying, do artists hate that there's a secondary market for tickets? Sure, because they hate their fans being taken out. Do they hate that the concerts are being sold out? No, they don't. But here's the thing. To, to that point that you just made, they have the option to not sell their tickets through Ticketmaster. Sure. But they still choose to. Because, again, like mm-hmm. what you said, they don't give a fuck what their tickets go for because they get mm-hmm. their nut at the end of the day. But to me, it's kind of putting – it's it's creating an exclusive category to cigars, which this isn't an exclusive club, but it's so, becoming an exclusive club. So we should talk tickets at some point as a full show. Because I've bought more big city tickets than you have by like oh no I I go five hundred mine is twenty dollars about twenty years worth twenty dollars at the door is what is the shows I go to right and they print them on little fucking note cards and so (laughs) mine's a fucking stamp on the hand I understand that so 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 the ticket maker discussion is an extremely complex one but it's relevant here because the fact is. The Ticketmaster discussion allows you, like, suddenly I have COVID or suddenly I can't stand at a show. Let's use an example that works. Mm-hmm. So I bought Las Vegas tickets to Eric Church, mm-hmm. and it was not Ticketmaster. It was a secondary thing, and I could not resell them because of there. I've bought tickets here through other things, and I couldn't resell them 
because they weren't Ticketmaster and I didn't have access to the ability to resell them. So I lost money. Now, everybody says Ticketmaster screws over their fans, and they do. But the fact is, those big things allow you access to things that don't. The small ones don't. Now, would I like another Ticketmaster called Ticketmaster 2 so there was competition so that I didn't get screwed over for $40 every time I bought a ticket? 100%. But the fact is, mm -hmm. with this common interface, or <clears throat> the, the fact is, nobody likes the fact that they're their cigar smokers get charged this secondary market thing. Cigar smokers can choose. I don't buy on the secondary market. No. Mm. So when somebody, when stuff sells out and I longingly look at the secondary market and say, you know what I'd really like? A year of the tiger. And I look and I see that I can get for $1,200 a box of year of the tigers. You know what I do? Smoke something else. Yeah. Mm -hmm. and, <clears throat> and ultimately the manufacturer. Now on the tickets, what I do is oh. I pay $1,200. <laughs> Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, quite. The manufacturer, and, and I figured this out in the, the whiskey industry, the bourbon industry, there's a huge secondary market for, for top-shelf stuff, hard-to-find stuff, rare stuff, yeah. especially in areas like Arkansas where some of it is highly allocated or some of it's not even distributed in the state. Yeah. Uh, and so to be able to get it in Little Rock, Arkansas, because Jimbo truck driver goes to Memphis or Missouri you know, once a week and he can get stuff. You know, Every time I go to KC, I get a bunch of Willet because we don't yeah. have Willet in Arkansas. And I bring it back for people. Um, but like the, the manufacturers don't like that for the simple fact of the matter that they're not the ones that are profiting Making from the money, it. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, as a company, multi-million dollar organization of any kind, if your product is resold at a higher value and you don't get any of that benefit, yeah, you're probably going to be a little wrapped around the axle about it. Well, but charge more then. So the fact is, in that example, or produce more, will it, mm -hmm. for example, well, producing more has a dangerous two-edged sword to it because if you produce more, the prices go down. It impacts it's your less quality. impacts your quality. But in the will it situation in Arkansas, the problem is they don't distribute to Arkansas. They've created a zone. It's a vacuum. It's a vacuum. And so the fact is, in the secondary market, they haven't, they haven't produced enough. They've intentionally created the uh, Steve Jobs scarcity problem, mm -hmm. um, you know, in, in, or, or several other problems that have caused that. Um, but uh, most of the time, what they've done is they've intentionally created scarcity either through lack of production or the they have the they have a lack of capacity. Mm -hmm. Right? It's either intentional or it's a true lack because they, you know, product or, you know, raw products or whatever. And so it is what it is. And then it creates scarcity. It gets scarcity. We were talking about bourbon the other day with the uh, Pappy Weller, um, you know, <laughs> Pappy was the original scarce and then Weller is now outrageous. And now it's down to the original one. Our, our, the low. Yeah. Yeah. And you're just going, yeah, that's the way. And bourbon is, is in particular at this point, extremely hot. Right. Right. People will online say, oh, you like bourbon. And then they want a recommendation. And, and then, um, and, and Mark recommends Jack Daniels. 
Jack Daniels, <laughs> if you old, please. Old classic square bottle. <laughs> right. I mean, because like it's reasonable. Uh, I I mean, I re recommend Jefferson Presidential Reserve because it's reasonably priced and it's a really good bourbon. Mm. And so far, everybody hasn't caught on yet. But when that gets outrageous, because yeah. eventually they all will, then I don't know. Right. Well, I mean, you know, the, the staple that everybody talks about in the bourbon industry about that is, is Blanton's, right? Blanton's hits the shelf. Yeah. And it's a... 30 to $40 bottle of bourbon, and then overnight it turns into an $80 bottle of bourbon, and now you can't go to a shop in Little Rock, Arkansas, and the majority of them have it, but you can't get it for less than $200 a bottle. Yeah. It's still the same $30 bottle of bourbon what? that it was six, seven years ago, Yeah, but it's in a vacuum, it's allocated, and shops like Colonial that do a ton of turnover might get a case a quarter. Yeah. Yep. Okay. And and especially depending on what letter is on the fucking horse on yep. top of it, it goes even more. It's it's mm -hmm. yeah, it's unreal. Yep. All right, we've gas bagged over here. Kevin, what what is your take on kind of what we've talked about all, all LFTs, so far? LFTs, NFT. Well, I mean, first of all, first of all, that's even more expensive. Uh, the bourbon or uh, the Blanton is even more expensive than the city. It's about one forty. I've seen it for three hundred dollars a bottle in Little Rock, Kevin. Oh. Mm. oh damn! On the shelf, not secondary market. Okay. Well, yeah, it, it is. I mean, it is uh, pretty outrageous. Um, for me, it's honestly like for L LFD, they're a good brand, but at the same time, a couple of years back, they had the whole. Um, Aged tobacco, lack of aged tobacco crisis because they couldn't produce out enough, and then they just kind of went to shit. Um, so I think this is going to be. It feels like a nosedive for them, you know. Either they'll make it really well, or it's just gonna tank. Mm. And uh, you know, you could you could sell those the the, the gold bullion cigar like in the first round, but how many? Yeah, how many times did people gonna come back for it? And those guys, those 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 suits and tie, young hipster guys saying, "Give me your most expensive stick." They're not cigar smoker. Yeah. So right. and we I mean, know that LSD don't make any majority of the time don't make light cigars. So it's gonna turn them off if anything, or they're gonna power through it, trying to you know stay faced or anything like that. I mean, it, this, it, it's it's a splash in the market, of course. Mm -hmm. Like what Mark you've said, it's gotten me riled up's got us to talk about on the show um half wheel has talked about it there's a numerous other shows that oh, either Coop has got an article yeah, aficionado I mean, everybody's talking about it so it's getting that splash yeah. headline people are going to be engaged with it the one thing I've, i'm surprised at because like reading the articles um is and in, and if they have like a comment section down below nobody really seems to be taking my point of view everybody is excited about it but the thing that I don't know if they're understanding is like 99% of those comments, those people are not going to be able to get their hands on one. Mm -hmm. So it's going to be kind of a moot point for them. But in the long run, is this good? Just not for them, but for the industry yeah. in itself. Because if this works for them, by God, you know somebody else bigger and better is going to try the same fucking thing. Mm -hmm. And it's just going to create a snowball from hell. Well, to a certain level... Um, I have two thoughts about what you just said. The first of which, and we kind of talked about this a little bit earlier, but the first of which is I'll be interested to see if someone with a large online presence gets a hold of it. 
and if they're able to market and retail mm-hmm. it online. That'll be curious. Yeah. Because it it'll be just like any other major drop that's happened in the industry at that point. We only have yeah, okay. Garbage. Two guys is yeah. two guys is a great example of this. They get the Perdomo <laughs> firecracker, right? Yeah. And they only have so many boxes a year. Yeah. And they sell out in like ten minutes yeah. every year. Um, and they drop them all at once. So I wouldn't be surprised if you see something like that come out of this from a single retailer if they're able to get one of the NFTs. Um, but the other piece of it is well, I, I'll be I'll be curious to see like other manufacturers are even like Davidoff is a good example of this. It's a similar model. You have to be a Davidoff appointed merchant. Mm-hmm. You have to have, unless you're grandfathered in like Pipe and Tobacco or Winston's, you have to have the shop and shop. Mm-hmm. You have to carry X amount of facings mm-hmm. of Camacho and Avo yeah. and, and uh, Xeno Platinum to even be considered for a shop and shop Davidoff yeah. display. Your white label. Yeah. And you have to do so much in sales of those other products before you're even considered for that. Like, so there's, there's already conditional um, accounts and this is just that to the nth degree um, it, but, it but looks that, different but that's for the whole line that's not for one product though do you well, think that's a difference I, I do think it's a difference but I'll, I'll go I'll go one step further for you so uh, Drew Estate has the diplomat program you're mm-hmm. very familiar with that yeah. right we had to do so much in Drew Estate sales before we could become a diplomat and then there was an initial investment mm-hmm. to get the diplomat Liga Pravada stuff in in shop mm-hmm. and then we had to work our way through a tier system to get to the point where we get things like year of the rat and under er, undercrown 10 and and uh, Liga 10th anniversary and and very limited quantity and even we, you know, you can dial it back even further than that to where we just started with Liga Nine and T fifty two, and we had to work our way to getting UF thirteens and Dirty Rats and stuff like that. But but the thing with that is, with that initial investment, you actually get a product. You just don't get in through past the velvet ropes, like with this. Mm-hmm. You're dropping a minimum of twenty grand just to step inside the fucking door. Mm-hmm. That's the difference. This isn't really now, relative, uh-huh. related to... I see more similarity than difference there, but the, the, that's, that's ahead, fair. We, we can disagree on this one. Well, I mean, no. The yeah. initial investment with, with to get the legal line, you yeah. have to buy a lot of acids, the Herrera Esteli, stuff like that. Mm-hmm. You're still getting product, though, on your investment. Yeah. You're, you're getting stuff for monetary... You're changing monetary gain, mm-hmm. and you're getting stuff for it. With this, you're exchanging money just for the option to for, buy for a humidor mm-hmm. you're buying a humidor for 20 quid yeah. you're buying a humidor and, and you want to talk about stealing stuff you've seen the picture it's on the half wheel it looks just like the banker ingot uh humidor yeah. somebody how about how about how about ingot banker needs to go after lfd for uh yeah. stealing something because that looks exactly Maybe. the fucking same so uh, that the model that you're describing is similar to davidoff in that we have to pay for the shop and shop mm-hmm. without a single cigar on it to be able to purchase Davidoff. But that's all, our our foot in the door. But you're but you're buying, but you're buying the shelving. Unit. You're buying the shelving unit. You're the buying display. you're or buying the, the display. Yeah. If you're buying the NFT, you're buying the humidor. Yeah, you're getting the humidor with it. They've, they've but it, attached but it, themselves. It's not a, yeah. it's not a twenty thousand dollar humidor though. So that that I mean, the Davidoff humidor is not a twenty thousand. Well, humidor. no, it's definitely not. No, it's not a. Tw- it's it's made by a place in Italy, and it's yay. It's it's twelve by twelve. If that's a twenty thousand dollar humidor, I'm a woodworker. I'm going to start charging fifteen thousand under and undercutting them, and I'll do it my fucking self. Well, I mean, it is eighteen karat gold. 
fucking I, I, so. I've I've used gold leaf before on other stuff. I can do it again. Yeah. It ain't fucking solid gold. I don't know about if it's yeah. I don't know if it's just gold leaf or what. But, uh, <laughs> yeah. but I mean, conceptually, you're buying the right with the humidor, much like Padron has done. So this is not the first. I know you think this is the the door opening on this. This is not the door opening on this. Brandon has bought both Conway and apparently Little Rock. A model similar to this. Now the prices were lower, yeah. but this this has been in much. play. Yeah, much, but the price um, the the price was lower. But it, this this is not the first time. It is two this, grand for a humidor with nothing in it. But it is but two maybe, grand but, for but, enough. Okay, but here's the thing. Maybe I'm misreading the article wrong. The twenty thousand dollar investment is the is giving you the option to That's buy what the two thousand dollar humidor was. Mm-hmm. So this is but. No, but it's like if you buy a two thousand dollar humidor, then you don't have the option to buy. You buy the two thousand dollar humidor, you're buying, you're getting cigars along with it. The twenty grand no, investment so. is just That's the true. option That's to true. buy. I think the two thousand dollar humidor, yeah. and then you paid on top of it for the cigars that were included in the initial buy. I believe that to be the case. I think it's just the humidor, and then you get the refills with the cigar because the cigars actually come in a different but box. Doesn't really matter. So the, I mean, but the the receivers of each NFT will also get the personalized fifty count gold bullion humidor. Um, so so that's part but, of buying the <laughs> NFT. And I I don't think this changes the market well, at all. And this is like a. I mean, if other people try this, that's right. fine. It impacts Davidoff. <laughs> Go ahead, Kev. Go. I have another point. Well, it's it's a different point that I'm actually going to bring in another news into it. But but for me, I don't think, uh, what you call it? I don't think they uh, they need the uh, uh, the publicity. You know, like because the bowl is already a super sought out product. Yeah. You don't need to, you know, you don't need to hype it up when, when it's already hyped. You, um, as you said before, every time they come out with 20, 30, 50 boxes, that goes away really quickly. Mm. Now, compare, uh, comparing to that, uh, another news that happened on PCA this year, the ultimate collaboration or collaboration, the Padron and Fuente oh, now. Yeah. That, I, I, I was having a discussion with uh, Billy and Gus uh, a couple of days ago uh, from Artisans and Tobacco, and they were telling me that they were, well, they uh, Gus was asking me why did you think Padron and Fuente did that? You know, they don't have to because they're you know they have the cornerstone of the cigar industry. Yep. But at the same time, as he said, if you think about it, for Fuente, the the Opus line sells. Those are those are hotcakes, but their regular lines, like just their you know Chateau Fuente, Queen Bee, we do, we all we all love the the añejos, but that that's like a separate thing. But like just their regular lines, yeah. it stays in every humidor. You know they're they're collecting dust basically, or people like you know people grab it if they're just a once in a while smoker that oh it's a, a name we recognize and we can celebrate it, celebrate. Mm-hmm. Same thing with Padron, whereas their Dallas series. Are collecting dust while they're 20, 1926, 1964, and so on are selling. So feel like for them, they need they need more. They want they did this to for more of a publicity stunt to get the get the uh, life back on under them. Mm-hmm. But at the same, uh, but for LFD, they don't need it. Well, you know, because they have the limelight under uh, the spotlight for the bulls. 
that's my take on it. Well, but it's not, it's, and I mean, I think you make a point about it and I've, I've specifically said the ball, but it, it has been a target and Kevin makes a really good point. And so I I do want to, um, uh, uh, about the Padron and, and Fuente. And I, I saw that and thought, well, that's an interesting collab. I, I, I'll be honest; I never thought that would be a collab. Together. Oh, it's cool, Dominican and Nicaraguan. <clears throat> nope, it was fun. It was actually. I'm, I'm saying, wait, it's Coke Pepsi. It's two fighting families. Mm-hmm. I I actually thought about that and thought <laughs> that would be an interesting one to try. I like both of the families on two different business models, but um, the one thing you like about the way they both do the cigar business because their business models are completely different. Um, but the way they do their mm-hmm. cigar business is the one thing you know about that cigar is it'll be completely smokable and it'll burn great because that that's a hallmark of both of so, those cigars. So, so here's something else. I think a lot of people are, are, have gotten this wrong. I thought it was going to be a collaboration between the two, one cigar. Mm-hmm. It's not. Fuente is making a Padron cigar with Dominican tobacco and Padron's Padron making is making Fuente's cigar with uh, with Dominican Rebecca, yeah, yeah, it, it, yeah, yeah. Like they're, oh, cool. they're, they're that's fun. They're each making their own. They're making I, each other's. Yeah. I thought it was actually going to be a, collab. a a collaboration. They're making each other. They're making cigar. each yeah. other's cigar. Oh, so fun. it's kind of a That'd cool mutual respect thing. Yeah. Those, um, but those I agree with you. Like both of them think that they're better. Yeah. So oh sure, it's kind of like. Oh, well, let's see yeah. who's really better. Let's see who can do the other guy's stuff. Oh, that's fun. Yeah, it's it's, so, it, it's for Batman, the record, Superman. It's like cigar industry should be fun. For them, it's real business. For them, yeah. thank you, Mark. For them, it's real business. But yeah. for us, that's the thing. It, it should be fun, and so that's going to be a fun cigar to smoke. Yeah, I mean, that, I mean, really, I mean, like these that collabs cool. that are super s- mm-hmm. serious. Like you go. Like whatever, but that'll be fun. Like you smoke the Padron doing the Fuente, you go, huh? That'll be a fun cigar to smoke. I like it. I like. Will want to try that. And at forty dollars, or whatever it'll be, it won't yeah. be forty dollars because those guys don't do that in general. But it may be. Yeah. Or no, the no, or the other way. Yeah, yeah. You just go. It would be fun to try. Sure. Yeah. No. And I feel you. And I agree with Kev too. Like I, I and Aaron. I know you're kind of have hit on this as well. But like. A, LFD, when I look at them, in comparison, like if we compare the two, right? You got Fuente and Padron doing a collaboration that mm-hmm. everybody's buzzing about. Yeah, yeah. And you got LFD doing this NFT thing over here. The mm. big difference that I look at between those two, quality product, your taste in cigars, all of that aside, when I just look at the two, two setups, is what the yeah. two companies, or the three companies in question, rather, but two over here and one over here. The, yeah. the big difference that I see is that, Kev, to your point, Fuente and Padron, can use some more publicity to push product because they can right. support it. LFD can does not necessarily need to push more product because they can't deliver yeah. on what they already have. They got That's, three years of stuff on back order. And, 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 exactly. and to add to like what kind of what you're doing, you know, Fuente Padron, they're the old, they're the old men. Oh, they're the OGs of the pool. Right. We're starting to see. Yeah. You know, we've last year we did a show. This is the golden age of boutiques. Mm-hmm. The young guns are coming up in the industry, so. It and almost, in their own way. In their own way. And the, again, like the LFD thing, this almost seems like, you know, they wanted to make a splash in the headlines because they're at PCA. PCA was bigger this year. They want to have their name in the market. But it's just like, it almost, it to me, it almost had the whiff of desperation. Well, but LFD is not oh. a young gun. LFD is not a young gun at all. No, but but they're but they're not uh-huh. on, but 
no matter how good Lito Gomez is, he's not on Fuentes or Padron's level. Not yet. He could be, but he well, ha- there's a cult following, of course, and we all sure. like their stuff. But when you, if if I was to say who is the OG of cigars, Carlito is going to be Carlito or Jorge Padron. It's yeah. going to be Padron or Fuente, yeah. one or Avo, two, Avo, something Avo, like that. Somebody like that. Yeah, yeah. sure, sure. Go ahead, Jeff. Well, also. Also look at it this way, like um, for Padron, they haven't. When was the last time they came out with a new new line? Connecticut, right? The Damaso. Damaso, God, Damaso. what? Ten years ago? Yeah, it's yeah. been a minute. Yeah, <laughs> I, was, I wasn't even working and here, and everybody time. lost their minds about it. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, yeah, and that, but that's yeah. their business model. And then so. for Fuente, it's and then for Fuente, you know, it's every year they have, a, I guess, a refresh. Because yeah. it's not really a new blend. So they just like, oh, this is the 2020 year, 2021 year, and so on, right? But so it's not, not really new. a new blend. Exactly. Um, but to my other point, um, crap, I, I think I kind of kind of lost my thought while I was trying to make a point here. <laughs> uh, circle back to me. Circle back to me. Oh, wait, wait, wait. Go I got it, I got it. So, so my other point was, when I was on the show floor, um, I had numerous, uh, uh, you know, stop uh, by other shops and whatnot, and they were all telling me uh, that, hey, my humidor, uh, you know, we want something new because every humidor that's down the block onto the next town and so on has the same, you know, same set, have your uh, Padroni, have your Fuente. Okay, all the big things are all done. But what are the newer product that will differentiate them from oh. other stores? They're not old, like you said, but they're not they're, they're not new. They're in a really awkward stage, and their and their product has you know it's it's in a very medium. Mm. You know, you either love it or you hate it. Yeah. But they, they don't honestly. I don't see the I don't see the point for them needing to do something new or or that that extreme. They could just come out with a new blend. To be honest. And it will probably, you know, be the rave of it if they able to deliver. Well, that's I, my take. Two two things because you uh, and we probably spent enough time on this, but we we can definitely um, continue. But um, it, whether it's a good idea or not, this um, take that it's damaging the industry or that it will cause some irreparable roll down the hill that everybody will follow mm-hmm. two different issues. Um, I'm not sure it's a good yeah. idea and time will tell on that. Yeah. Um, I think it's probably something uh, along the super LE model that we don't see here. We just don't see those super LEs. We see Brandon does a great job of getting LEs in here. Mm-hmm. Just a phenomenal job. And I love that. Um, that he he does that the way he does he handles it well, but to be honest with you, this really isn't at our target market. Um, do other no. if this is successful, which I, I don't know what the percentage likelihood of that is. I really haven't thought about the business model much. Thirteen percent. Thirteen percent. Okay, I'll, I'll contemplate. And that, that guy really knows his stuff. Right. That's right. That's a yeah, very, specific very specific percentage. <laughs> If other people follow this extremely limited edition high dollar model, which is really what this is, 
you're focused on the 20K thing. Yeah. Really, all this is is a high, super high dollar, limited edition cigar, extremely limited edition. Let's just, yeah. let's isolate what it is. If this works, will other people do this? Well, of course, right? So when Golden State won with like three shooting guards, what did everybody do? They got a bunch of shooting guards, right? And, and can you do it? Sure, if you have Steph Curry and... Clay Thompson and, and Draymond, yeah, Draymond, yeah, right? Yeah. So, do do people replicate success? Does Aaron need a lighter? Um, so uh, I was trying to do that on the down low, but <laughs> right. appreciate that. No, no problem. Get it out there. So the fact is, people will replicate success. Now, the, the you tell me if this will roll downhill. You're going to have to tell me whether this is successful or not. <clears throat> Josh said that that it was likely to be more than 20k for each of the seven. I would, yeah. And I, I think that's going to yeah. be the first test, right? Mm-hmm. And I, I, I'm i not sure of well, that. And the reason why I say that is because in the Half Wheel article, one of them has already been auctioned off, I believe. And it went um, for more. And it went for 32 grand. Already? Okay. So yeah. fair enough. So the, the Half Wheel article says, and I'm sorry, I had I'm it I'm not right sure here. 32 is a wild success, but it's not a failure in yeah. any regard. It was auctioned that's at... That's what, like 22% higher than... Whatever. No, it came. It was auctioned at the 2022 60%? Pro Cigar Festival in February and was purchased for thirty two thousand dollars. So oh, it's sixty okay. percent yeah, yeah, higher. Yeah, it's not twelve percent. Sixty percent. Twelve percent. I said twenty two. So wrong either way. Okay, let, let's go. Right. Let, let's go back. But so two different things. So the first thing is, will it will it cause some her- horrible roll down the hill? No. Now, will it impact um, Monte Cristo and some of those? If suddenly there's 50 of these on the on the horizon, right. yeah. But I mean, mm-hmm. it's it's not gonna. <clears throat> I mean, let's be honest. There's already people doing that here, mm-hmm. um, and with great success and enjoyment in the cigar market, right? So that's fine. I don't want mm-hmm. that to stop because I like the cigars that we're getting limited edition in the way that's mm-hmm. working, um, um, and I. You know, that's the way it is. Now, do I care that Monte Cristo is getting screwed over? Not a ton. <laughs> um, but I also know that they're smart. Not a ton. But I also know that they're super smart businessmen. And if the, there's 50 of these suddenly, the, the next 48 will fail. I love how Mark just basically like, fuck Monte Cristo, man. Right. Well, it's not that I don't like them. <laughs> Screw all Tottis. Right. Screw all Tottis. But if, but if there's too much of this going on, those smart business people will fix that by not showing any interest mm-hmm. or selectively mm-hmm. picking the ones that are valuable. Mm-hmm. Those are smart business people. They will make the right business choices because they stay open. They have highly mm-hmm. productive businesses. And um, the one thing that uh, capitalism does very successfully mm-hmm. is weed out bad ideas. Yeah. If this is a, a successful idea, then then somebody will refine it and it'll go forward. If this is a, uh, if this is a, you know, super bad idea, then it'll fail miserably and it'll, it'll do that. What I'm curious to see is that the NFT can be resold. Mm-hmm. So you can transfer it from one person to another. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And if there's a bunch of these that get out into the, into the similar like concepts, the price and value of that NFT is it's resold. Does it go up or does it go down? So I don't, That's, I don't, I, didn't, a fascinating I, I didn't read it as I guess it would be resold because you could, you're not going to give it away. You resell it and you have then the rights to buy the cigar. Well, I mean, and the do you, humidor, yeah, you'd have do, to resell both. 
does it go like a house where you're sure. gaining, you know, equity or is it like a vehicle and does it depreciate? Does it? Yeah. Are you, yeah. yeah. Well, is I mean, it why would it appre- I mean, depreciate yeah. or appreciate? So the question yeah, so really I'm is curious to see yeah. because eventually what if this sells for $32,000, 12 different variants of this from 12 different manufacturers go out into the market, just like when NFTs first hit the scene yeah. and there's only one, and then suddenly there's thousands. What if 12 manufacturers go, this worked, let's try it. Yep. And, and that NFT drops in value from 32 grand to 10,000. And that's what you're seeing right now suddenly is with NFT stuff. 70. Yeah, suddenly you can't sell those 70 or a smaller retailer can buy it and sell yep. those 70 cigars mm-hmm. at maybe a little mm-hmm. bit lower cost. Yeah, yep. and that's what you're seeing in the NFT world right now is everything's going, going yep. down. Well, off a cliff. Well, um, in the world of the interwebs, um, the the speed, the velocity of, on, on the Facebook of of news <laughs> and the excitement of the book of faces, <laughs> the excitement of the new idea. Bring back MySpace. Fuck yeah! And so um, my top six. But an idea comes out, and all of the I miss Tom the yahoos get excited about it and then talk it up and then it hits the general public and they talk it up like it's going to be the next thing. And, and then, um, and then we find we're fixing to find out. Yeah. And so like crypto and NFTs and all this stuff where people are sure that it's the, I, I love the guy on Bloomberg in the morning, which I'm, a hundred percent sure I'm the only guy who listens to without who, question. Right. Who always says when they, when they talk crypto, yeah, I'm not a hundred percent sold yet. And his point is I'd like, I'd like a little runway on this. Like, yeah. can we see how this goes? Well, it's all fake. I mean, well, but so is money. Yes. I mean, the fact is money, which has been around forever. So we have a longer track record is only a dollar bill is only good because Josh takes it as value for something. It's not because like I can go into the government and then they give me gold. We haven't been on the gold standard for like ever. And so it's it's only because you can trade it and it's it holds value. So I mean the fact is it's all bullshit. But <laughs> so, is, but, but I mean maybe it's, is but it, I, I'm not I agree with the guy on Bloomberg and Warden. Let's see, let's let crypto like have fifteen minutes before we like evaluate mm-hmm. it as the replacement for everything that's good and holy. But is it maybe maybe this whole thing so, is just me? Is it am I the only one where it's leaving a bad taste in my mouth? Yes. Like so, if, <laughs> if I have an indifferent taste in if, my mouth, if, I could care less. If stolen, I've been forced if to stolen talk throne, about this. If stolen throne did the Mark. same thing to you, Mark. Yes. Would, how would I mean? Would that not affect oh, the way you look? It. So, you look at it? No, I would not buy it. So I um so for first of all. I would find it hard to believe that a very conservative company like Stolen Throne would do this. But if they did, I would watch in with some interest more than I do with LFD, and I would wish them well. But the fact is, it would be unlikely that Stolen Throne would produce a license with seven, because they would not go into Monte Cafe or whatever. Casa de Monte Cristo. Casa de Monte Cristo. <laughs> Cafe, <laughs> Cafe Mono. Cafe, Cafe Mono. Um, <laughs> Because they, that's, that's not their work. market. Yeah. Now, LFD may be trying to burst into, maybe, maybe I, <laughs> damn it. Um, maybe that's what they're trying to do is, is bust into that top end market. I don't know. Maybe this is a move for them, but, um, 
Let's if they did, are. let's assume they did, uh, I would watch mm. with a little more interest than I am now, which would be very little interest. Mm-hmm. I think they attached <laughs> themselves to NFT because somebody told them NFTs were hot. Yeah, yeah. I wonder if their marketing they department should, is They young. should buy a pet rock. <laughs> <laughs> no, th- like I, I, I do the wonder. Googly eyes. I do wonder, like... <laughs> Do you think the marketing department for these companies, the the bigger, older companies, Fuente, uh, Padron, LFD, stuff like that, their marketing department, is it filled with older generations sure. or is it younger? I think there's some. I just I, picture Billy Bob sitting at the table with his black rifle coffee going, you know, we're making NFT over here, man. God. So I think there's a bunch of old people I, there. But I, I, can you cool. imagine sitting in, in a Fuente conference room trying to sell the old Fuente <laughs> folks with like, I have this NFT concept and you know, there's young people in that room because yeah. there's some of the Fuente daughters yeah. and some of the Fuente sons yeah. and they're, but it's definitely not know. a bunch of guys in there that are like my great granddaughter no. showed me this NFT on the Facebook. Yeah. The book of faces. <laughs> right. But you know, they've got young people in the marketing department, you know, they do, but they also understand that the vision of the company and the direction of the company yeah. is to not do things like that. Stay they relevant, stay relevant, but keep it in the lane. Now, LFD isn't, doesn't have Fuente's lane. It's no. like Padron and L, uh, Fuente so, are in the lane. I mean, obviously Fuente and Padron are like in the NFL and LFD is like working in a muffler store next to the stadium. Like it's not, it's not the same thing. Hey, we all need mufflers. I would. Okay, I like that analogy. I would change it up a little bit because I would say those two ones, AFC, ones NFC, LFD, is like maybe college, like good, but not on that level yet. Or so like UFL. Admittedly, XFL. I am the guy hanging out at the muffler store outside the stadium. So <laughs> right. no sweat there. I mean, I'm still getting LFD. LFD's Pac-12 just lost USC and yeah. UCLA. <laughs> no, the fact is, I think the N- the NFT part of this is the uncomfortable part because it's it's a stupid time. And I think that's my that's, that might be that's the maybe LFD is the Dolphins. But yeah. if they, <laughs> that's funny. So Thank you. Uh, well, Tua's not going to win it for him either. So <laughs> I like Tua. Back a fuck off Tua. So, um, but if it was just a gold plated humidor for twenty k. And and not the NFT stuff. Does that not bother? Does that bother you less? Does the NFT thing? Because I know you don't like NFTs. I actually share your view that it's kind of weird, just stupid stuff. I, I think the I NFT think, thing is, I, is run its. I think there's two. Th- I think there's two things. The NFT. It's a bunch of garbage to begin with because it's fake. It doesn't fucking matter. Okay, a bunch no. of trash got one. Uh, the second is it's such a small number. It's seven. Right. That's it's, intentional so they can go to the high. I think we've boiled down Aaron's argument, and it makes perfect sense to me. They're trashy, and there's not enough of them. Right. Done. Exactly. <laughs> so if they were hang out in the tra- if there was more trailer park girls, you'd be okay with that. <laughs> it's like lot lizards. <laughs> like lot lizards. They're trashy, and there's not enough of them. Right. <laughs> Right. You want to let's talk about these cigars because I've been on a hot one this whole. I been. love that though. Uh, like that makes I a lot of sense. Make, that's right. Oh. Trashy and there's not yeah. enough of them. Keep okay. that soapbox there. Yeah. Keep yeah. that soapbox there. Die on this soapbox. So <laughs> the seven is intentional to make sure that it ends up at the super top end drops. Sure. Mm. So they can charge two hundred fifty dollars a cigar. That's intentional. I know. But what's going to happen? And this will be my final word on it. Okay. What's going to happen? I don't know what Brandon's plan is. Would he? Be, it's kind of like he's not. Gonna, it, oh, he's it, gonna it, bid on it. You it, watch. It, it's kind of like those things. If Tiger Woods is 
you know, masters, uh, clubs came up for, for auction on eBay. I'll throw a fucking bid out there because I know I'm not going to win it, but it'd just be fun to say, Hey, I bid on this. It is what it is. But I don't know what I circle back around. I don't know what Brandon's going to be, wh- what he's going to do. Is he going to bid on it? I don't know. He's not here to say yay or nay. $20,001. Exactly. But what that, but for other shops out there that it is going to leave a bad taste in their mouth. Like it's left me. What that's going to do, and which in it, which LFD probably does not give two fucks about, which unfortunately is the sad part, is there's going to be a lot of shops where be like, you know what, I just don't want your product anymore. So they're going to take product off the shelf because of what this is going to turn into. I'll be interested to see if it happens. Yeah, I, I will. I don't think that'll actually happen because I, I think most I, shops are pretty savvy about I think it's unlikely as well, but I'll be interested to see if it happens because yeah. I'm not going to rule it out. But it's no, it's no different than, say... We, we see it, and you probably saw it as owner in the shop, and Josh and I have seen it as working in the shop. If a rep comes in here, mm. all puffing his chest out, I belong this, blah, 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 blah. Brandon has no issues with me. Like, you know what? Take the fucking shit back. And, and to your point, and I don't disagree with you, and that's that's common amongst cigar shops, right? Because I know for a fact that, like, uh, yeah. some of our friends in northwest Arkansas, too, like, mm-hmm. we, we don't carry certain product, and they don't carry certain product, not because we dislike the company, per se, but... Don't get along the, with the rep. We don't get along with the rep or, or we're not able to get product or X, Y, and Z reason. Uh, and we could fill that shelf space with something that's going yep. to be more suitable to our yep. business model. In which I know who you're talking about, but I'm not going to say it. But yes. I, I actually have a couple of names in mind. But but there's, but that's kind of like what I'm getting. That's where I kind of lie with this is what what harm is a, is a hard word to say. Yeah. But what damage is this going to do? for other shops where they know they have no, they just can't, they physically cannot even get in this game. Right. Yep. That's fair. So, well, I'm, I'm, and I'm done bitching. I'm okay. Done bitching. Well, let's put it on a little bit slightly happier subject because it's been a while since I've been on the show and I want to get that yep, out there. 100%. Um, yes. But I, I need something from you and that is the Aaron Shuttleworth uh, state of the union golf update Um, because I want to hear it for myself. I've listened to the podcast a couple of times in my absence. And so I've got a feel for it, but I want to hear from you. Where is your game at as we sit here today? My game is improving dramatically. So the first time I played, Six, seven months ago. Mm. When, when did we all go as a shop? I don't fucking October. Yeah, so something like seven, that. eight months ago. Yeah. I shot one sixty-five. Mm. Not good at all. Um, last Saturday. Um, I played. <laughs> I'm sorry, looking at Mark. Yeah, no, it's <laughs> just rolling its it's eyes. A, so, for the record, <laughs> it's not a bad 36 hole score. <laughs> I have played. I have played seven times. I've played seven times. That is all I've played. The first time was 165. It is what it is. Just this past Saturday, played with uh, Doug, Steve, and Mike. I beat Mike, uh-huh. and I shot my best round ever at 117. I left 10 shitty shots on oh. the course. I My goal for this year is to break 100. Mm. And after last Saturday, I do believe that goal is achievable. And I think within the next three months, I'd say by fall, I think I can break 100. Okay. So, my my I, I Steve has given me some good videos to watch, and I've utilized using my, my leg power more. Because before, it was just a lot of upper body, mm-hmm. just doing that. Um, I've watched, and a thing that's also helped me is I've started watching videos of bigger guys because they kind of have the same 
stance and issue as I do. Yeah. So it's like I, watching a video of a guy your size is not going to help me because your gut is not in your way. Fair. So I need to watch somebody that has a little bit more of my posture you, and size. You need to watch. So uh, I've watched you, a lot of John Daly. He's like, how does yeah. he do this? Okay. Well, John Daly's a freak of nature. He number is. one, he's a freak of nature. He is. Uh, you you need to watch Doug's favorite golfer. Um, Jimenez. Yes. Yes. So I do. I do do the Jimenez stretch he every is time. Perfect for you. I I do watch that. I do. No, I'm I'm enjoying it. I love it. I'm getting better. Um, my. I'm actually pretty the the place where I I feel the most comfortable in is mainly because I've been there the most yeah. is out of the sand. Um, I can do really well out of the sand. My drive, I'm getting <laughs> consistent 220. So I understand that you played at my home course not long ago at Eagle I, Hill. I did. How was that? I actually really liked Eagle Hill. Specifically, I like the driving range and the practice chipping putting. It's the area. best Lindsay practice facility. Absolutely, I 100% agree. I. My home course is going to be Hurricane. That's where I've joined. Um, well, you've joined Hurricane now. I'm in the process of joining, I guess, I, I should say. Um, I hate their driving range. Mm-hmm. Hitting into the water, I don't like because I want to actually be able to see well, how, far, just up the road how, how far the ball trails so and everything. And, they, that, and that's a good thing with being a Lindsay management. I can still yeah. go to both places. Um, I really did like the course a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, I, f- I felt like it was challenging enough, but, but the... Uh, the 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 greens was the i mean a lot of undulation in the greens a lot of that and i and i really enjoy that because hurricane is a lot of it's bigger greens but they're flat for the most part so there's actually a story behind that and this is kind of an eagle hill member conversation thing Mm -hmm. but um there's a lot of interesting history behind that course itself but in the early days old man lindsey Went to Augusta National with his son when he uh-huh. was first building golf courses. So it's not the oldest Lindsay course. Um, Wait, but he, uh, Eagle? You're talking Eagle about Hill Eagle, is right. not the oldest Lindsay course, yeah. And so he told his son, it's actually in Kansas, I think the oldest course really? is, uh, hmm. is um, oh, goodness, Shawnee. Um, Shawnee Mission. Okay. Yeah, for sure. It's actually a 27-hole course. There's a 18 and a 9. Oh, okay. Uh, so pretty cool. But he told his son, who was doing all of his golf course design for him at the time, uh, build me a course that has greens like Augusta National. And obviously, you're never going to produce the same quality no. as Augusta National, no. but Augusta National is known for having massively undulated greens. Yeah, And so that's why Eagle Hills greens are the way that they are. It's very much so in that format. And, and I heard y'all's conversation on the podcast a few weeks ago. Um, one really good thing, and this is something that Mark said about Eagle Hill. He didn't say it about Eagle Hill specifically, but just about good golf courses is that the tee box structure at Eagle Hill is such that I could go out and play my standard of golf from the blues mm-hmm. and my father-in-law, who's 30 years older than I am, and is just getting into golf the same time you were and is shooting in the one teens, one twenties, can play the golds. And we can play two relatively the same stroke pattern, even though he's 40 yards forward of me. Mm-hmm. And I can go play golf with my buddy from work and he plays basically the same standard of golf I do from the blues, but his girlfriend can come with us and she can play from the reds and her drive is within the same general vicinity as ours are, even though we're 50 yards further back than she is. Um, and so the course is laid out such that it's really good for family play yeah. and, and people of all, all different skill levels. And that's nice. not the case at every Lindsay course, but Eagle Hill hurricane probably is Centennial definitely yeah. is they're laid out that you could play with anybody and still have a great time. I mean, I, for, for both to be on the, um, 
the land or the proximity of a um, apartment complex, mm-hmm. they're both really nice courses. Yeah. Um, you know, I'm choosing Hurricane just because that's where the bulk of people who I play with, that's where they go. If they were at Eagle Hill, I would definitely and you and go, you should go Eagle. You guys know that I live in Conway, mm-hmm. and Centennial is closer to me than Eagle Hill is. Mm-hmm. But I play. 85% of my golf with the guys from work that live in West Little Rock. Yeah. And four of the guys that I play with on a regular basis play at Eagle Hill. Yeah. And so that's why I'm a member at Eagle Hill because I get all of the benefits and I played Centennial four times. Yeah. I played Eagle Hill 30 times. Yeah. So I've only done the, the front nine at Eagle and I think I shot a 51 on the front nine. Sure. Um, I, that, and this, that is, that is one thing like I, there's still a few holes at Hurricane that are just the bane of my existence. Mm-hmm. Um, the one that has the water with the island where you have to land, I've lost so many balls on that. Like, I'm going to eventually, you know, hit a 2.30, hit, you know, lay up, and then get onto the green. I'm, I've laid up well, but then I'm, I've either rocketed. What is that? I, I think it's like six or seven. It's on the front nine. Oh, uh, yeah. But I've either I've a, not played Hurricane, so I don't know. I've either a rocketed rocketed across it's down the green, to the left. Is, yeah, dog legs to the left, and there's a little island. So I've either rocketed my laid up I, shot I guess across. I didn't note it is in the line. It's or yeah, but it's I'm I'm definitely a what water hazard. <laughs> yeah. What bunker? Let's say as hot and dry as it's been here, there's a little bit less water. I've been able to find okay. my ball easier the past few times. Um, but no. So, Mark, what is your assessment of Aaron's golf progression? I've not actually seen Aaron play since the first uh, range episode, so I've not seen. I've when, yeah. when we all went, yeah, when we all went. So okay. we went. you That's haven't seen time. me. Yeah, I've so. not. I've not been able to do anything. So I've not. I've been living uh, while in person to his storytelling. Um, I have not, I've not seen it yet. I'm looking I, forward to hopefully in a couple months being able to go out with Yeah, I've, I've not embellished in my stories. What, what did suck the, uh, I, find I guess that I find that very difficult to believe. No, because <laughs> here's my thing. I'm going to suck. I'm going to suck for a while. So there's no need for me to say it's, bib on anything that's not true. What sucks is, is last Saturday. You're a I, great I, putter. You've told me I, you're a great putter now for four straight months. So here's the other, last Saturday, I hit it like a 32 foot putt. Mm-hmm. that nobody saw and I got all excited sure. but like Steve was in the sand and Doug was on the other side and Mike was peeing back in the woods checks out so, I actually <laughs> do believe that story <laughs> so he's in the sand shirt. Doug's over the green Mike's in the wood line taking a leak that and sounds so about right I'm looking around and nobody saw it and I was like eh, well you know I got so you it you didn't wait for everybody else to get on the green you just putt right away I got it for a bogey yeah it's I just, ready golf baby yeah. ready I still golf. I still have it seems yet a little to, too ready-ish I still have yet to hit a par I've gotten close and I've just kind of screwed okay. myself yeah. um, well it sounds like you're improving I yeah. personally am going to give you a couple pieces of advice on the, on the podcast um first of all um quit buying clothing because I- oh <laughs> three um mo has asked me to advise you that you don't need a fresh outfit every time that you play you can read you can do this thing it's it's new i know so i, I wanted to kind of bring it to your attention it's called laundry it's called laundry and you can wash clothes I knew where he was going with it. um that's from mo but i i pass it along as a friend thank um you. i love you brother uh-huh. um thanks, wash mo. your clothes yeah, thanks. um and uh second thing is I understand that I, I'm not a huge fan of the range at Hurricane either. I like Hurricane. Nice club. Um, good choice to, to join. A very playable course. 
like it a lot. Good choice for you. Um, I don't mind the water part of the range. The the the, the, the heading area was a little the, um, the, the sparse. The uh, the putting green is nice. The putting green sweet. The chipping area is sweet. It looks like just another green. Green. Yeah, yeah. No, those are both beautiful. And to be honest with you, if you're choosing, that's more important. Yeah. Than the than the driving range part. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't mind the water part because the most important thing you're going to want to do is watch where your ball goes on the flight because it doesn't really matter how far it's a driving range and they don't water a driving range the ball's going to roll for 800 yards that's irrelevant that's so that, not a real that, course stuff so watch and you, then you can see where it splashes because yeah. like i don't know if you know this but when a wild ball hits the water it splashes <laughs> so you can see it um i actually Thank i you. don't mind that i didn't realize that you're welcome uh, so, something, that, so something probably else on that, six you realize that so something yeah i did see that <laughs> So something else I have done, which I'm just waiting to get in, is I wear glasses. So I just can't yeah, wear. I heard you say that. I just can't wear sunglasses. I have to have a prescription. Yep. And I I got to the point where so you got the $800 Tiger Woods green reading glasses. No, I'm I get all my glasses from Zinni Optical online. <laughs> I love Zinni. Everything's under like 50 bucks prescription and everything. Nice. Uh, so I got That'll some. Sun, so You'll I got be some able sunglasses. To see the ball. Yeah. Because because like the first the, the when we teed off uh, last Saturday. Mm-hmm. I hit a really good drive. It felt it felt Allegedly. good. It sounded good, but I just could not see because we're kind of hitting into the sun because we teed off at like ten thirty. Mm-hmm. I just could not see it, and nobody else saw it. So I was like, "Well, so all right, I'm going to hit another one." I'll tell you this about <laughs> my game. I there, are, I can play regardless of how sunny it is outside without sunglasses, and I've forced myself to get to that point because. My ball striking with my irons while wearing sunglasses, it screws with my depth perception or mm-hmm. something because I drop like 10 or 15 yards a club when I'm wearing sunglasses. Really? I don't know if it messes with me. and It messes with me somehow. And so I play constantly with a ball cap on as tight around my head as I can get the bill and down. But I cannot wear sunglasses. So I, I went to the range yesterday. If I'm playing... If I'm attempting to play competitively, if I'm playing just for the hex of it, yeah, I'll hit play with sunglasses. I, I, I don't care. Yeah, so I went to the but. range yesterday, and my my original goal was not to use my driver at all. I was just going to work short irons and like my sixty degree, just work on some. How did that last? About five shots? No, I I got to the end. I was like, you know what? I got like ten balls left. Let, let me, let's whip out. Let's let, whale on let, the big stick. Let's whip out uh, mm. Seamus and and do. Still do my that. favorite screensaver. Yeah, <laughs> and. Uh, and and, the, and another thing I've, I've stopped doing is I'll still smoke a cigar while I'm playing, but I've taken the cigar out of my mouth while I hit. So yeah, that's a good call. I've, I've done the only that. person I have successfully seen hit tee shots with a cigar in their mouth is the man, the myth, the legend, John Fowler, and it's because he's been doing it for the last forty years. Yeah, yeah. You just don't mess with those old bankers. You do not mess with it, and he's got that old man swing too, so he can swing with a cigar yeah. in his mouth. Like it's slow and smooth, and oh. he just crushes it. I I am happy with the progression of my game, um, but yes, I do have an issue with buying. This was uh, briefly my screensaver. <laughs> oh, nice. I do have an issue with buying a lot of clothing. So. You do. I do. do. You so you haven't got the Jordan golf shoes? Uh, no, I haven't been able to find those yet because I have a size issue yeah. with that. I haven't even find those. So, mm, fair but uh, yeah, everything else has been good. So I can't cool. wait to, I'm yeah. actually going to play Redsman this week. I've never played Redsman before, but evidently it's $30 twilight after three o'clock. And That's I was like, cool hell course. I get done at work at two o'clock every day. So cool. I'm going to go do that. When you play it. 
Um, maybe tomorrow, actually. So, shoot me a text. Maybe. So I've never played Resmin. So if you, I've played it once. Really. So if you play, shoot me a text. Yeah. If you want, if you want a little golfing buddy. Yep. So is there anything else? Well, you said yeah. You asked me about that, so I didn't know if there was anything. Else. Uh, so I wanted to ask you about that. That was pretty yeah, much okay. it. I've seen that you've been smoking on your your yeah. uh, lunch breaks at the new shop, which is pretty cool. Move shops. It's been nice. It's. Uh, it's a lot. It's a smaller shop, but it's a shop that we own now. So mm. we have nice. actually two shops. We have a mill shop and the main place. But yeah, I do now have a full covered uh, cigar area. Yeah. So I have a a, a Placencia red one of those red things. I have one of those too. One yeah. of the, the Jeep lighters and a cheap shop cutter. And yeah. my go to cigar is the uh, Skeeters from mm-hmm. uh, Crux. I smoke one of those. It was a perfect thirty minute cigar and yeah. eat smoke one of that. Eat my fruit. And uh, you know, drink my protein shake, and there we go. I really didn't have a ton else. I mean, you guys know I've sort of been out of pocket, and I'm about to be out of pocket a lot more. So that just yeah. kind of is yeah. what it is. You know, the kiddos could pop at any time. Which I don't think, so. which, honestly, that would oh, be the yeah. first people hear that because we have not said that. Yeah, um, I don't think we've said that on the podcast. But, yeah, uh, yeah that's that's a real thing. And so I'm going to. I'm going to have that here before too long, or my wife is at least, and I'm going to be there for moral support. You're going to be busy for the next 20 so years. I'm going to be busy for a minute. Uh, but yeah, <laughs> you. so y'all will probably hear less and less from me for a while at least, but uh, yeah. you get that out there into yeah. the stratosphere. But yeah. Good well, excuse. Well, mm-hmm. last week we didn't talk about the cigar at all. Um, at so all. You, you want to talk about the cigars that we're smoking tonight? No, I thought we we had a trend. Yeah. Um, I really like this cigar. This is the <laughs> second time we've smoked it. <laughs> We're lowering the percentage of cigars. Although, for the record, we had a, a big cigar conversation tonight. Um, I really like yeah. this cigar. Um, it is spicy for me. I know this is... Um, Kevin's going to give you uh, floral bouquets of running through the fields in a second. Um, uh, I get a little spice out of this. Um, uh, I get uh, some nice richness. Um, uh, I really like this cigar. The last time I think I smoked this cigar was, um, in Conway, right? This was the cigar. No, we, no, th- no, this is okay. the first time. No, we smoked something else. No, we did the eight span. We did the eight oh, span. Oh, yeah, we did the eight span Raven. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Good. That's so, right. I think um, that was the last show I was on. Yeah. Yeah. There was the last show you were on. And, um, oh, I like damn. this cigar. Um, uh, I think Ben is way better than Chris, although I've never smoked Chris, so I don't know. Um, <laughs> just just feeling, <laughs> intuition. Just intuition. Uh, uh, so, but I've really enjoyed this smoke. It is smoked beautifully uh-huh. um, and um, really, really nice. So, well, Kevin, how is the Chris going? All right. So, Chris is thick. Um, actually, well, first of all, I'm curious as how, what the, amount of tobacco like what's the difference between Ben's and Chris's because you said you have uh, you tasted a lot of spice um I actually have none at least oh. not on the palate it's sweeter on the palate for me and it's very it's moderate on the retro I do like it a lot um it's smoking beautifully mm. the construction that uh I had I had the ash all the way to halfway before it gave, it gave out and it's burning really, um, really straight. Um, no complaints. Uh, at the same time, the only thing I always look for is there. There isn't really much of an oomph. It's still a good smoke, but it's not a. Uh, you know, it's not an exciting smoke. Like I would definitely still buy it though, especially for the price. 
Yes, if it is half of the twenty-five thirty-eight, which assume it, it is. I, I'm, I'm assuming it is as well. Um, all right, uh, Josh, you got the uh, the Peter James Habano, yeah. and it's um, you know it's it's been a it's been a decent cigar. Um, it tastes very much so like what you would expect a cigar to taste like. Um, nothing's really jumped out and grabbed me. It's got a little bit of spice. It's got some leatheriness. It's got some woodiness. It tastes very classical Habano mm-hmm. to me, um, which is not surprising just based off the blend. Um, it doesn't have the Nicaraguan punch of strength that I was kind of expecting. Um, but, uh, you know, overall it was pleasant construction-wise. Here at the end it's kind of fractured apart for me. It's sort of blown up and, and the wrapper's sort of coming to pieces. It's got really hot and squishy. And so I'm probably just about to put it in the ashtray and light something else. But, uh, you know, for our conversation, the draw and light on the cigar has remained immaculate. I've not had an issue with that the entire way through. Uh, it's drawn very in that nice medium range between light and, and you know, tightly packed. Um, so I've got no complaints about that until literally the last inch when it just decides to give yeah. up the ghost. Uh, so, yeah, no, it's a... It's kind of what I would expect from a company that makes a cigar case like this. You know, high class, very stereotypical cigar. It's yeah. what you think of when you think of a cigar. So I got the, uh, I bought the five pack from Luxury of the Maduros, and that's where we're going to smoke whenever we have him on uh, the first or second week of August. Um, the presentation of the box that it comes in is unlike anything else I've ever seen, wise. So they, again, like with the, the uh, the cigar case is it's kind of a set uh, a standard above the rest. The five pack that he sends that's definitely a, a standard above the rest on just the presentation wise. Really, so it's really really nice. But Did like you have wait, a box on a five pack. Yeah, yeah, it, cool. uh, yeah. It, it's oh, really wow. it's really nice. Picks or it didn't happen. <laughs> I got it in my locker right there. I'll show I want to see it before we get out of here. Um, <laughs> sounds cool. But what what you said, how Thanks. you described it, reminded me of. You know, sometimes a cigar is a cigar. Yeah. Um, I get that. The thing I, the cigar that I say that to is the Caldwell Blind Man's Bluff. It's a very, it's a good cigar. It's not an overwhelming great cigar. It's not a bad cigar. It's just, it's a good cigar. It's just, you know, a cigar is a cigar. And that's, I think that's what I got from that. I think that's Caldwell's least favorite also. Yeah. And it's, and it's probably one of my yeah. favorites yeah. Um, from, from them. I did the Illusione Original Documents 88 Robusto Nicaraguan Puro. Um, you know, some really good spice coming off this one because it has the uh, Corojo Rosado um, and then also uh, Corojo and Criollo uh, on the inside. So if you like a spice cigar, um, this 88 is definitely on there. Um, I kind of wish I had a like a smooth drink to go with this because it would have paired well with it just to to cut that spice and everything um just having dasani right now um but i've been on a a margarita kick this past week i've been making like like juice and limes and doing all that kind of stuff margaritas on the rocks like i i kind of wish i had one of those for that um but yeah it's a solid cigar i love illusione Mm -hmm. it's uh for me that's a cigar it's funny because like illusione to me i get cigars that have that like uh that funk that I like, that mothball, that grandma's attic, <coughs> specifically like the gigantes, did not get any of that with this. This was all just spice the whole way through. I loved it. I would definitely buy these because these were ten fifty. Um, so it looked like Josh, you actually had the expensive one of the group at fifteen. So yeah, and admittedly, not on I'm, the middle. 
I'm currently lighting up yeah, and, and starting the the warped eagles descent mm-hmm. and right out of the gate it tastes very warped-esque to mm-hmm. me very heavy nicaraguan um it's got some lijero in it for sure because it's got that strong sweet cigar flavor to it yeah um i don't know if it has Ooh. lijero or not it just says nicaraguan 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 but that's what it tastes like to me uh, uh blended more jalapa Okay. Yeah. So, so sweet, no, oh, sweet yeah. and uh, spicy. Uh, 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 yep. Yeah, uh, blended with Esteli Lajero uh, present. Yep. So it's got the Lajero in it. Okay. Cool. Yeah. No, I could get down with that. Um, it's. I mean, it's definitely, definitely got that sweet and spicy Nicaraguan flavor going on to it. And automatically, I, I would tell you, you know, historically, I've tried to do the box rundown. I've just not done it this time. <laughs> uh, but I have smoked the Illusione, um, the. 88 Robusto, and I have smoked the Placencia Reserva original, not in the Churchill size. Um, but of the four of them, just off initial light, providing it doesn't absolutely blow apart between mm-hmm. here and whenever I get home tonight, this warped is... Can the, I hit it? It's the gem. It's definitely what I prefer. Yep. Now, this is a, uh, this is a stacked box. It's a I solid mean, box. I mean, six. Uh, and I've had the, uh, the Placencia... Uh, again, like you, not the Churchill size. Um, and I believe, I, I think I've had the 88 before. I, I honestly don't remember. Um, but for the most part, I mean, these are all ones that I've wanted to try and just haven't yet. So What I like, what I appreciate about this box more than anything, uh, even though they're all good manufacturers and, and you would expect good quality cigars, this box falls into my wheelhouse for just general Vitola because uh-huh. nothing is above 52 ring gauge. And yeah. 52 is my sweet spot. 50 to 52 is where I want to be. And it's a Toro heavy box minus the Placencia. Yeah. And even then, 7 by 48 true Churchill. Yep. That's what I'm talking about. Yeah. No, it's a solid box all the way around. So mm-hmm. I'm glad we finally got to it. But, uh, yep. So there was a lot of bitching from me on this show. So apologize to uh, LFD for listening <laughs> to me, but I don't think you are. So, uh, oh, well, all good. We, we got to catch to. up. We got to hear you vent. <laughs> You did. Mark and I got to argue with you for a while, which I missed. I know. I know. It just like I, we got to listen to Kevin be eight bit for a while, and we did. Uh, it's all oh, fixed yeah. now. I love it. I can't wait to hear myself. Oh my yes. god! Yes. <laughs> I can't wait to edit. Yes, the editing will be fine. I think the edit will turn out. Okay. Oh, it'll be fine. Yeah, it'll be fine. I don't know what we have planned for the next couple of weeks. I do have. I'm working Brandon. on. Yeah, eventually, hopefully. Um, I am working well, on some, do what? What'd you got? Oh yeah. Yeah. Kevin. Yeah. Uh, Dave has sent us some yeah. cigars. Kevin's going, Hey, yeah, I forgot. Dave, Dave has sent us some stuff. So why don't you tell us How about that? what that, why, why don't you, let me, let me work on my, uh, let me work on my end on the, uh, the uh, software side and then we'll do that. But yeah, why don't you tell us what, uh, what you all have sent us? So this year we came out instead of a new life through Martinez, Dave started his or released his first project called the La Bodega series, and the cigar itself is called Ricky Taki. Now, I, I don't know if I want to give out the full detail because I was thinking maybe we could do make a show out of it. Yeah, definitely. Uh, if Dave is available, then we'll have him on. If not, I'll represent him. Uh, I don't know how many times I heard the story that I could kind of repeat it while sleeping. <laughs> line for but, line, yeah. Yeah, but um, long story short, just a really quick uh, summary is he he want to kind of present New York City uh, to the rest of the world 
while uh, during his childhood day. Uh, bodegas are basically our 24-hour corner stores that we have yep. uh, everywhere uh, but, uh, in all boroughs and you, all of our, like, between food, like, last-minute food products, housing, uh, house supplies, medicine, scratchies. The mo- a majority of them has a table in the back that the group of, group of people playing cards or dominoes, so, you know, yep. you know You'll find your uncle or dad there too. So it's a it's a place where we usually all hang out, and he wants to kind of share that experience with the the rest of the country who you know don't have that twenty four hour store other than gas station really. Uh, Ricky Taki, uh, the name came from a sandwich, a staple sandwich that. That's in the majority of the bodegas, and usually people get in around like 3, 30, 4, 4 a.m. in the morning after clubbing <laughs> and stuff like that. It's just a very delicious sandwich that's packed a full pack of flavor, and you want to emulate that through the cigar. So just going through the blend really quickly, it's a Ecuadorian Corojo wrapper, a Nicaragua binder with a Nicaragua speckle, Lijero, and a Dominican Lijero in the filler. So it's a... I'll say it's a medium plus. It's not a true full body cigar, but it's a very flavorful one. Awesome. Yeah. Looking forward to that one. And, uh, you know, Mo comes from Oakland where she lived right above a, a bodega shop. And, oh, you know, yeah, go, yeah. You know, when we travel, go to a bodega shop. And I was like, man, I really wish like we had these at our convenience. But then I was like, oh, this is a, this is just a, <laughs> a, a, a Valero big red, but without like the, uh, just that feel of like, hey, I can get a sandwich mm-hmm. at Big Red, you know? Heck yeah. Well, they, they, they call it, uh, it's the, it's our hood Walmart, basically. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yep. <sighs> I think I think we're good. I think we're good. We are. I, I don't think there's anything else for me to bitch about. You sure? Yeah. I am working on some oh, stuff behind I- the scenes on, on, hopefully by next week I'll be able to tell about the project, but it, It'll be, I'll tell y'all after we get off, uh-huh. but uh, okay. I don't want to say it yet. Okay. Um, but hopefully by next week, it will be set in stone and good to go. Cool. Okay. Hey, I switched servers on my, my war game and a couple of those guys listened, uh-huh. uh, went back to my old server. So hey to Popple and Ray awesome. who, who listened. So hello. Hey, I'm usually not this bitchy. You mm. you are <laughs> totally this bitchy. Um, I have they a micro. Listen, they full well fucking know. Yeah. I have a micro bitch for you. Oh, what do you got? Gordon Ramsay is Scottish, not British. He did texted I say, me that, did, did I say, and I like. Um, <laughs> did I say okay? You did. Technically, yeah. no. He's from Glasgow. Technically, He's Scottish. technically, that's all part of UK. His mother lives in in, in Scotland. I know, I know. Scottish, not British. I, okay. I think that I, 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 was that the same Lastly. episode that we talked about. Was that we? Is that the one we had with the DAC guys? No, it was just you, Stephen, Mark. Uh, Where we were making up shit? Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> pretty much. Yeah, I think it was the last episode. Oh, okay. Here's this. Um, so uh, after last week, we had the pizza episode and everything. Again, uh, Mark, you're right. Uh, the top five thing, I hit people like it. Uh, so I have a whole list of top five things that we will eventually get to, and I got some good ones. Nice. Um, I That'd did not too. realize how nice. polarizing pineapple on pizza would be. I saw so your thing. I sent it out on Instagram, and yeah. it was like 52 to 48. It yeah. was by far the most voted on question I've ever had yeah. before. Yes. It was separate. I told you this was like it, the- it was separated by like eight votes, and each one had about 80 to 90 votes on yeah. each one. 
It is. It was. It is. It is nice. very controversial. Yes, but the main thing was By that people who know what pizza is and those people who like pineapple but, on pizza. But the main thing is, is that the good guys won, and people have spoken, and they are pro pineapple. Hell yeah! I was one of those people that's pro pineapple. There we go. There we no. go. No. Same. Same. No, Mark, you're the odd, uh, you're the odd guy out. Pizza. I like sweet and savory. It doesn't mean I'm wrong. <laughs> you know, there's a time <laughs> in this world where people believe the world was flat. You flat Earth pineapple to be, people. To be fair, there's ignorant people that still fucking believe that now. I know. And what do you mean people, ignorant? There's people who believe that pineapple belongs <laughs> oh. on pizza. Okay, but I don't. You know what? I don't give a Before fuck if we pissed off flat earthers. You're fucking stupid. Earth is round. <laughs> fuck off. But, but the tanks roll in a straight line. Yeah. There you go. Oh yeah. Oh god. Okay. Um, Aaron. What'd before we and pass me that soapbox really quickly. Just a quick thing because <laughs> I'm not gonna go into detail since you know, eventually when you're able to set up the schedule with Brandon, you guys will talk about PCA. But as for the little guys that's there, uh-huh. so I have a little, I guess. Complaints. I hope PCA will listen to this in some point and think about it because what happened is the structure of, of the the show for it's a giant giant rectangle basically. So what had happened is the second you enter, you're bombarded with Agonorsa, mm-hmm. your Placencia, your Fuente, your Padron, your Gurkha. Gurkha has a huge booth, but the biggest booth out of all is Rocky Patel. So the second you walk in, you're kind of barricaded with all these big brands. Now, the, the issue is us little brands are on off to the side and toward, toward the back. Now, the first, it's a four-day show. Basically, every single day, every single day, people kind of just huddle up in the in the in the front of the show floor and we kind of like get a little bit of a trickle out customers kind of walk by or just you know just kind of swing by a little bit so we thought that might be the first day might be the second day but throughout the whole show like rocky patel has a i don't know what's the square footage of his of the show floor but you could literally have like a mexican village in there that that's how big it is mm. And I feel like PCA should do a better job where to kind of regulate, like, oh, if one big brand is here, you can't have another big brand right next to it, you know? Just to give us little guys a little little fighting chance. <laughs> space them out. Yeah. yeah. Fair enough. That yeah, makes space sense. them out, put it in four different corners and one in the middle. Yeah. So this way it allows people to kind of walk and kind of – uh, even window shop, you know, at least they know that we exist there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of people say, hey, I'm going to go stop by. I'm going to stop by your booth or my uh, have appointments. They just kind of stay in the front and just never left the area afterwards. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I can see that. That's all. Okay. That makes sense. Yeah. Uh, I, the itch you're going to get into is like, all right, what big boy is going to be up front? They're going to have a pissing match between the five of them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it sure as fuck better not be Gurkha. Ugh, gross. Ugh, gross. Or, uh, rock, or rocky. Ugh, slightly less gross, <laughs> but still gross. Can I have my soapbox back? Because I'm going to need it at some point. Here, take it. Take okay, thanks. All yours. <laughs> All right. 
Cool, cool. I think we're good. All right, we'll talk to everybody next week. Either good. Stay sharp. Take care. Later.